everybody, it's Erin and welcome back to the Love You Mean It podcast this week. I just wanted to pop in quickly once again to say thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast recently. We've really been appreciating it. I also wanted to quickly shout out our merch because we didn't really in the intro to this episode since it was pre-recorded for this week. I just wanted to let you guys know that we have so many new merch designs up on our Redbubble shop. I will put the link in the description box down below. Meg actually uploaded new merch designs this week, so you guys are going to be some of the first people to get your hands on it. We are so excited for this merch, and we see that some of you have been ordering some items, and we're really excited for you guys to get them. Definitely post them to your Instagram story or your Instagram feed, and tag us because we would love to see you guys in the merch or you guys just repping the merch in general. I've been loving my magnets and stickers, and we're going to put them all over our fridge, and I'm so excited. They look so cute, but just wanted to shout out our Redbubble shop again. And the fact that if you download the Redbubble app, you can actually get 20% off your order, which is kind of like a secret that not a lot of people know. And I know that Redbubble in general is having 30% off phone cases right now. So if you're listening this week, as you should be, definitely go check it out because I know Meg got a phone case with one of our logos on it and she is obsessed with it. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we are talking about toxic positivity. I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about this on social media. I've been seeing a lot of helpful infographics about it and I think it's just something that really needs to be addressed, especially during these times. I know. I feel like it's something that's really easy to forget about or even to not even know what it is. I mean, I don't really... I didn't even really know what it was until like a few months ago, but it's something that really even affects your health and a lot of people don't know. I mean, I didn't even really know until we did research for this episode that it truly affects like your mental, emotional, physical health. And so we think it's really important to be talking about during this time. I talked about this in like one of our previous episodes when we briefly mentioned toxic positivity and like I was going through the infographics and I was just saying to myself, like reading all the signs of it. And I was like, like that vine. I was like, oh, I do that. <laughs> like, that's literally what I had in my head because I was like, I identified with so many of those points. Mm-hmm. I think so many people are culprits of just promoting this culture. Yeah. It's really harmful. Yeah, for sure. But before we get into the topic, we wanted to get into the intro portion and talk about our favorite segment. If you guys haven't listened to the previous episodes, we recently added a new portion to the segment. So we have a segment every single week where we talk about what we're loving this week because our podcast is called Live You Mean It and we want to spread the love. We also added a segment where we talk about what we're hating this week. And as always, Meg goes first. So to get the negativity sort of out of the way. Okay, so we are going to collab on this one. We both hate that we still don't have Wi-Fi. I know that sounds like really first world problems, but it just honestly sucks. Like you don't realize how much you rely on internet. I know, especially because we do the podcast from home. And so, I mean, I'm using a hotspot to record the podcast right now, but You don't even realize, like, we have a smart TV, so you can't even watch anything on it without the internet. And then, like, everything we do for the podcast, whether it comes to the Instagram or actually posting episodes, we post twice a week. And so it's been pretty challenging. I had to upload an entire episode to my hotspot, and it took, like, an hour. So it was not fun. But I know there, like Meg said, it's totally a first-world problem, and there are way worse things happening in the world. But we just wanted to give you guys an update because it's been three days, and we still don't have power. 
Yeah. So we're still out here trying to figure out ways to entertain ourselves. Yeah. It's been interesting. So far, we played a lot of Mario Party on the Nintendo Switch. (gasps) Oh my God. And yeah, we've just been like watching like TV shows like on a hotspot (laughs) on Meg's iPad. On my iPad. Meg went for a hike. Yeah, I went for a hike. That's how desperate I was, guys. I I hate going for hikes. Yeah, we played Monopoly. Like, I went for a walk around the neighborhood. Like, we've really just been trying to occupy our time the best we can. Obviously, because we've been double posting, we've been kind of recording in advance so that we can make sure that we have all the content ready. So this episode is going up, like, a week and a half after from, like, the day that we're recording it now. So we have Xfinity. Shout out to Xfinity. They're normally pretty great, but they posted and on the website and they just kept like pushing back the time that it was going to be ready. And so they'd be like, oh, it'll be ready at 6 a.m. And then 6 a.m. would come. And they'd be like, sorry, we meant 9. And they'd be like, okay, sorry, we meant 12. The other day, I think like yesterday, they finally took away the time and we was just like, yeah, there's an outage. Thank you for your patience. But last night they put a time back again which is sunday uh, yeah and so we're recording this on friday so yeah they said by like 11 p.m on august 9th so uh we'll see they better actually do that because i feel like people were probably calling them and like we're pissed yeah. like why don't i have my wi-fi yeah i mean they obviously we're lucky that we don't like f- truly work from home like we don't have like an office that we call into from home so it's just rough though especially because We are trying to social distance. We rely a lot more on Wi-Fi, I think, than we normally would during the summer. It just is, like, another thing that's wrong with 2020. Yeah. Shout out to Hurricane Isaiah. You did a good job. Yeah, he did his pretty dirty. Yeah. I know Meg got an ad for, like, a tree removal service last night, and I was like, I have this guy Isaiah come over, (laughs) and he did it for me, so. Yeah, he removed my trees for me. Yeah. But do you want to get into what you're loving this week? This week, I've been loving the weather. It's Ooh, been good pretty good. Aside from Hurricane Isaiah, it's been pretty good. It's been, like, really sunny and, like, nice and not too humid. Like, the other day when I went for that hike, it was, like, 85 and sunny and just not even that humid. Like, it would have been a perfect beach day, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I don't know. I, I'm just appreciating the weather, I feel like, even more this year because it makes me, like, want to go outside and do things. Yeah. I know. The weather hasn't really good lately. It rained this morning, but it looks like the sun's coming out right now. Yeah, it is. It's supposed to be nice today. That's a positive thing. Yeah. But what I'm loving this week is Meg. Aww. Because I'm so fake. No, I know. (laughs) No, but obviously we've both been in the apartment for like the past two weeks and like we haven't really left, obviously because we're trying to social distance. And I don't know. I feel like Obviously, we're already close, but then when you're in quarantine with somebody, and, yeah. like, you don't really leave the apartment, you get even closer. So, really thankful for you this week and our podcast. I'm thankful for you as well in the podcast. We sound like two, like, morning Business show hosts. Women. And we're, oh, yeah. like, we're sitting at the desk, and I'm, like, I'm thankful for you, Meg. Like, I sound like a robot. I don't know. I feel like when you're – I'm, like, very aware that we're being recorded. Yeah. So, like, separately – like, usually we keep it pretty real. Yeah. But – like if I was gonna tell you how I felt about you, I'd be like, I fucking love you, and like I'm not gonna do <laughs> I that. Love you, bitch. I'm not gonna do that on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so. not gonna embarrass myself. Y'all don't like need that. that. But this is kind of great. So I think we'll just get into the topic. We normally like to chat a little bit, but we have so much to say, guys. So we should honestly just get into it. So do you want to get into it first by talking about the definition? We kind of made our own definition. 
but it's basically the idea that solely focusing on positive feelings and outlooks are the correct way of living. This includes excessive overgeneralization of a happy or optimistic state in every situation while denying, minimizing, and invalidating negative emotions. So that's a lot to unpack. I was say, it sounds like a mouthful, but we'll kind of break it down for you guys. So kind of examples I feel like are of toxic positivity are like everything happens for a reason. That's a that's one that I do for a lot. Or someone else has it way worse. Or like it's okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. Or like just stupid shit like that that we say that's supposed to be comforting, but it's actually it like makes it worse. It, it yeah, it does. And I didn't even realize like how it made me feel until I started like reading up on toxic positivity and it just really made me literally overthink my entire life and mm-hmm. just think about the times that like I may have said that to someone yeah. or someone has said it to me and how I really need to change that and just make a conscious effort. Well yeah we're gonna get into later on in the episode like how this is like especially like pertinent during the time of COVID. But I remember like when COVID started and everything I was like telling everybody I was like everything happens for a reason like it's gonna get better like this I mean because like in the past I feel like that statement has been relevant, but like when it comes to a pandemic and the death of 150,000 Americans, it doesn't really sound like a good reason for something to happen, you know? No, it's heavy and it's going to be something that we're going to think about for the rest of our lives. Like only maybe like a small handful of people have lived through a pandemic that are still alive today. Mm -hmm. So like no one really knows for us. I hate to say this. This is uncharted territory. Unprecedented time. I literally hate when everyone says that. I love that meme. That's like, I can't wait for precedented times. Me, it's like, oh, I miss them. But I don't know. I, there's really no right way to feel right now. And we're just letting you know that it's okay to have good days and bad days. And like, you don't have to force yourself to feel a certain way. Yeah. I think that's something that we were really going for when we were, adding in the hating segment because when you think about it from the outside it does sound kind of random like all of a sudden they're talking about what they're hating this week like kind of what opened our eyes to everything was like seeing all those infographics about toxic positivity Mm -hmm. and we come on here every single week and I'm like oh my god I'm loving my shoes this week like oh I'm loving this person this week but it's like I also had have had bad weeks on the podcast and have had wanted to talk about sad things that happened or like things that upset me or like things that made me mad and like really just wanted to like lay it out there for you guys that it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to not be in the best mood all the time and I don't know I, we just don't want to be another person shoving happy quotes down your throat and trying to like dull your emotions it's okay to cry and so we kind of just wanted to bring that up like just up to the surface for you guys yeah, for sure. And like, I even like when posting on the Instagram, like when I do quotes once in a while, I try not to do things that are like too positive. Yes, I want them to be like uplifting, but I also want the content to be relatable. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like shoving rainbows up your ass because yeah. that's not like what this platform's about. Like, yes, it's a positive place, but it's also like a real place. And it's a place where we talk about life in general and that mm-hmm. includes the good parts and the bad parts but we wanted to get into some signs of toxic positivity because obviously we just kind of broke it down but this would be a really easy way to kind of show you like real examples of it in your own life so do you want to go first yeah so the first thing we have is hiding and masking your feelings so i don't think it's really ever okay to do this i know a lot of people do it and myself included where 
you just, you can't always like talk about how you're feeling in that moment. So you kind of just like shove it down and just ignore it. But I think with that comes a lot of different issues can just cause like a buildup over time of emotions that you're not processing. Mm -hmm. And it's just not like a healthy coping mechanism to live with, you know? I know the next one we have on the list is to try to get on with it by dismissing emotion and then sort of going off of that feeling guilty for feeling. So if you guys didn't know, if you guys haven't listened to the first episode of the podcast, we talked about how the name of the podcast came was inspired by my family, specifically my aunt who passed away last September. And me and her were really close and had a really good relationship. And I definitely feel like when she passed away, I definitely did deal with it. But I did think to some extent that I did try to get on with it by dismissing emotion because we could, we've talked about this in the podcast before too, but we're both two people that struggle with mental health issues. And so we know what it feels like to be sad or depressed or anxious. And like, we never want to feel like that again. A lot of the times I'll try to implement toxic positivity to not make myself feel like that, but then it ends up just like biting you in the ass in the end. Yeah. I think something that like I have too is like, I also do the same thing, but I have like a really avoidant personality. Mm-hmm. So like if there's something that like I don't want to do or there's something that makes me feel bad, I'm literally going to run the opposite way. Yeah. And you can't always do that. And like, as I've gotten older, I think I've tried to be better about it, but it's, it's hard sometimes. So the next one we have is minimizing others experiences with feel good quotes. (laughs) We talked about this a little bit before, but it's just like saying like corny shit that's like supposed to make you feel better, but you're really like, okay, like, Thanks like, for thanks that. For saying that. Like I actually I could have just help, I could have just walked down the Hallmark aisle and saw the same shit. Yeah, I could have just looked up Pinterest, but sometimes like if you're stable and like in a normal scenario, it can make you feel really good, but when you're in crisis, yeah. just reading like every time it rains there's a rainbow like doesn't make you feel better. It's just shoving it down and you almost feel embarrassed for even feeling anything at all. Yeah, I think there's a time and a place for positive quotes and I don't think, like, just because you feel sad, you should, like, seek that stuff out. Mm -hmm. I think it also, like, can make you feel even worse because you're not feeling positive. I just think it sets you back. So it's not really, like, being productive for you. You're not dealing with the negative emotions. Like, even though it's really hard and painful to deal with those, it's important so that you can let them go and move on. Yeah. Next point we have on the list is giving someone perspective, like, quote, it could be worse instead of validating their emotions, shaming or chastising others for expressing frustration or anything other than positivity and brushing off things with it is what it is. This is a big thing, too. I feel like it's something that we experience even in this apartment. Mm-hmm. And you guys listened to our roommate episode. We were talking about how we contracted roaches in our apartment. And obviously, it was like a really traumatizing experience for the both of us. But we were kind of using toxic positivity against each other. Oh, yeah. Being like, oh, it could be worse. Like, we could have rats. Yeah. And But, like, this is a bad situation, and we should be allowed to be upset and, like, to feel, like, disgusting for having them and, like, going through this and, like, being traumatized. And we shouldn't just try to, like, push it down by being like, other people have way more severe infestations, you know? No, I think, like, with that situation, like, I think a healthier example would be, like, other people get them too. Mm -hmm. So like, it doesn't make it just, it's not like putting all the blame on you or something that you did. It's just like being relatable to other people. And like, you're able to empathize with them sort of, instead of just being like, Oh my God, like 
Yeah, it's, it's more like motivational that yeah. way because then it's like, yes, I'm going through this, but like Fast. other people have felt the same feelings that I'm feeling right now and I will get through this. Like knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but not being like, but you can't feel that emotion now, you know? Yeah. Like I think there's some, like there's a difference between like knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel versus like seeing the rainbow and shit like that. Yeah. Like I think. Like, yes, every bad time will come to an end, mm -hmm. but, like, when you're in it, it doesn't always feel that way, but if you can find, like, a little ray of positivity, like, instead of, like, but without being unrealistic, but without being, like, overly happy about it. So, the next section we're going to be going into is why is toxic positivity toxic? <laughs> I know that's a little repetitive, but I, I don't know. I think I'm emphasizing everybody's favorite word now, toxic. Yeah, oh my god. I think toxic just means, like, unhealthy, so we're just going to talk about, like, why toxic positivity is just, like, really harmful. So... The first point we have is that toxic positivity causes an imbalance. So, like, if you're only focusing on positive stuff, you're just ignoring the bad ones, and then they're just going to be bigger, and then you're, like, not processing anything, and then, like, you're just going to have this huge, like, explosion of negative emotions. Like, mm -hmm. I've definitely done my fair share of bottling up things, and I think, like, one little thing happens, and then you just explode, and you might explode on someone else or you could do it to yourself. And I don't know, you could harm a relationship that you have because of that. And you could like harm yourself. There's just like so many different possibilities. So I think like dealing with things as they go is much better. Like I kind of think of it as like, say that you have a messy room. If you pick things up as you go that's a good example it's not as big of a mess as if you just never pick anything up and then you go in one day and you're like holy shit i can't see the floor so i think if you just like kind of keep up with it like i think like a good thing to do for this is maybe like meditation or like a daily check-in where you're just alone and like you're thinking about your emotions and like your own thoughts and like being aware of them i think like just being aware in general is really important another point that we have too this one i feel like is the one that kind of shocked me the most but it makes total sense is that toxic positivity can lead to the inability to relate to others and causing you to feel isolated and if they come to you with a problem and feel down and you're shoving positivity down their throats it makes it hard to connect and makes you unrelatable but then like in general like even toxic positivity to yourself makes you unable to relate to others because you're not allowing yourself to feel the range of emotions that you do have that other people are allowing themselves to feel and it like causes you to feel isolated and then you feel like nobody can really feel what you're feeling because you're restricting yourself especially with feelings and feeling isolated those that's like a recipe for disaster like that could lead for to suicidal thoughts or like self-harming behaviors so it's really important for us as humans to be able to relate to people and it's just really important for our mental health okay the next point we have this is kind of just like a little point extending from the last one but it's just like remember that your behavior and responses affect other people i agree with this a lot because like i wouldn't want to go to someone like feeling really anxious and sad and then have them just sort of like sort of dismiss what i'm going through mm -hmm. and just shove like positivity in my face because like I, I think for me personally that would trigger more anxiety and even more stress and sadness so I think by 
not dealing with it by not talking about it, it just makes the situation even worse. I know for me personally, it's really hard for me to open up to people. So if I went to someone with a problem and they just like didn't even acknowledge it, it would be it would make me less likely to open up to people in the future. The next point that we have on the list is I feel like this is a really big one too, is that like people always say, I'm sorry for venting or complaining, but venting isn't a bad thing because it allows us to release our emotions and get some perspective in the situation. And I think this is a really great point too, is to instead say, thank you for listening or thank you for understanding because it's true. Like, especially, I mean, I'm sure you're not really venting to strangers on the street. Normally you're venting to your friends and like your friends are there to support you. Obviously you don't want to just like, I guess, overload them, but like they're there to listen to you. And I don't know. I think it's important to stop saying I'm sorry all the time too. And to just thank them for listening rather than like asking for forgiveness almost, you know? Yeah. I think saying I'm sorry all the time is like toxic negativity. Seriously. Cause you're just like putting all this blame on yourself when a lot of things aren't your problem and they're not your fault. So yeah, I think saying I'm sorry for things that you're not responsible for is like a huge thing. I, I can post some infographics about like changing your language and the way you speak thanking people like say like instead of saying oh I'm sorry for being late you say like thank you for waiting Mm -hmm. or just like shifting things that just make yourself love that feel better also kind of like a jumping off point from the last section that or the last point that we just did so like there are going to be times when you're going through something like on your own and then people come to you with their issues and you really like cannot handle their shit too it's okay to like say that you really can't like help them but I think you have to be honest because like I I know like I'm that person that will always talk to people I tend to take on what other people are feeling as well as what I'm feeling so it's just like a double heavy load so I think just being honest and saying like hey like I want to be there for you but I really can't like talk about this right now yeah and like I'm here if you need anything but like I physically can't talk about it yeah I mean I remember there was that like text thread that went around like a, a, like a while ago someone asking their friend like if it was okay if they mm-hmm. like to- if it was like they were asking permission like if it was okay if they talked to them about something and the person was like no like I can't like really handle this right now but like I'm still there for you and, and it's caused a lot of controversy but I think to some extent like you should be there for your friends but also if you are yourself are going through a rough patch and you can't handle it I mean, we're going to talk later about ways to, like, kind of avoid toxic positivity and stuff. But, like, it's just important to, like, watch out for yourself, too. Yeah, because, like, you're not, like, a dumping ground for other people's emotions. And I think with some relationships, like, I think there can be overly negative relationships where, like, people just dump all the time. Like, it's okay to do it sometimes. But, like, if someone's emotionally draining you you need to stand up for yourself. And like, Mm -hmm. we all have limits and you need to set those limits. Yeah. Next point that we have is that emotions are not all good or all bad. For example, if you're nervous about taking a test, then you care about your grades and education, which I think is so important. There's, it's a sliding scale. Like there are good ones, there are bad ones. And just because like you're nervous about something or just because you're scared of something, like you're scared of losing someone, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It could just mean that you love them. Yeah, I think we kind of mislabel negative emotions like saying that like for example anxiety is always a bad thing I think anxiety like doesn't it's a feeling but it doesn't like make you act a certain way and like if you're feeling 
anxious about something, it's just like making you more aware of it. That doesn't mean that like it's going to cause you harm. It can also be tied up with like other emotions, like Aaron said, like caring. It can just be wrapped up with other emotions. It's okay to have an optimistic outlook on life, but no one can be happy every second of every day. And you really shouldn't put that pressure on yourself. I definitely do that. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know. This one is like, I feel like us growing up, there was always that like, look at the glass half full and like stuff like that. But it's okay to have days where you look at it as half empty. Yeah, I mean, we recorded an episode like, I mean, it went up a few weeks before this one. I don't remember which episode it was, but I was talking about how like I just woke up and was in a bad mood. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, I wasn't forcing my, I mean, we recorded the podcast and it fixed my mood, but I wasn't forcing myself to be like, oh my God, snap out of it. Like, get out of this bad mood. Like, it's okay to feel your emotions. Next point is that it's okay to have multiple complex feelings at once. For example, I'm afraid of change, but I want my life to evolve. Yeah. So, So I think that's what makes us humans is like having complex feelings that's what like differentiates us from animals Mm -hmm. and so i don't i think like having complex emotions is actually a gift it allows you to feel a lot more because like i don't know about you but i would much rather feel a lot than feel nothing at all yeah i think numbness is a really scary thing i don't think it's a negative thing to feel like both happy and sad at the same time yeah i mean when i was looking up like when i was like researching for this episode they were saying about how something that's really just great is that we have like the complex emotions and that like it's okay to have more than one at once and it's okay to like even not understand your own emotions but like meg said that's the beauty of being a human and you shouldn't really make yourself feel bad for that okay so we're going to do a little segment of this episode talking about how this relates to covid because i feel like There was so much of this online and just like if you talk to people when I like came to them like being negative about the situation because I was like having a hard time as everyone is. This is like a wild time to be alive. Mm -hmm. I just feel like obviously like this whole toxic positivity episode is really important and relevant always. But like Meg said, especially right now. And so this is like the main reason why we're bringing this episode. Okay, so we found this interesting study and it said, according to the COVID impact survey, two thirds of people say they feel nervous, depressed, lonely, or hopeless at least one day a week. That's a lot. Which is a lot of people. That's like 60 something percent of people Mm -hmm. that feel that way, which is, that's probably even underreported. Yeah, I know. And it's obviously like at least one day a week. So it could be every day, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I think like, I've just consumed a lot of text about like people having mental health issues during this time that maybe have never had it. So I just think that quarantine and just like this looming sense of doom is just causing a lot of psychological harm to people. And like, we don't really know how to deal with it. So people are turning to toxic positivity. Yeah. But like, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to like miss doing things. But, like, you have to deal with those things. And, like, it's uncomfortable. But I think right now we just have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And, I mean, when the pandemic started, like, I was so overwhelmed and, like, so freaked out that I literally, like, deleted all my social media and, like, would not read the news and not do anything. Obviously, that's good to some extent. Like, it's not really good to spend all your time on social media and, like, reading the news constantly. But it is still important to be informed. And, like, you can't just, like, 
block out an entire aspect just because like you feel an emotion because of it like just because it made me sad doesn't mean like i can't look at it ever there's that avoidant behavior love that next point we have on the list is that during the pandemic we were bombarded with ideas about how we should use this time productively i literally remember when this pandemic started like i follow so many bloggers and like youtubers and stuff and people were like my productive work from home morning routine my like tips for how to work from home all this stuff and I was like, I am literally cannot get out of my bed. I was like, I don't remember the last time I worked out. I'm like so upset. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like during this time, I feel like toxic positivity was almost used as a way to motivate people, but it was used in like bad faith almost. Yeah, like it made me feel guilty for having a day where I didn't get out of my pajamas and watch TV for 10 hours. Yeah. Like, that's okay to do. I don't know. Like, I felt like there was so much, like, diet culture during this time and just all this stuff that, like, or, like, home improvement. Like, you had to redo your entire house. Yeah. It's just, like, all this pressure that, like, people were putting on each other and themselves. Yeah. I mean, this point's a little further down on the list, but I'm just going to move it up here. But you don't need to create the next Uber right now. Like, everyone – I remember that was, like, a huge thing at yeah. first. Everybody was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be grinding. I'm going to be hustling. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking change the world right now. And it was like, because I mean Uber was made in like the recession, but mm-hmm. it's like you don't need to create the next Uber right now. You need to focus on yourself and like not give in to hustle culture. It would be good to do a hustle culture episode maybe in the future. Yeah. But yeah, and it's okay. Like I've had days where like I literally did not get out of bed. Yep. But then I also had days where not I was not like I wasn't like appreciative of covid mm-hmm. but like i was appreciative of the time i had yeah to slow down and just like be present and just have time for myself because i think just in regular daily life like we weren't doing that before like everyone works like goes to school like has family friends like they're just trying to find a balance and like all of that stopped and this time was just for us you know to mm-hmm. just stay safe and like stay healthy and just be present every day instead of like you know hustling and grinding every day like it's okay to slow down and take time for yourself I know it just like it literally blows my mind to think about like what our lives were like even before COVID like I would work like five to six days a week and go to school full time and like work out and still have like friends and see my family and do work you just can't and like my internship I'm like literally what No, like, at some point, you just have a breaking point. And I think that, like, American society has it all wrong because, like, there are countries like Spain where they have siestas in the middle of the day and, like, Mm -hmm. people come home and they eat lunch with their families and then take a nap for two hours. Mm -hmm. And then, like, imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine how much less stressed we would be if we had the opportunity to do that, if we valued our employees and stuff, like, if companies weren't so concerned about profit if they actually cared about their workers, Gee. life would be so much different. Okay, the next point we have is that positivity delegitimizes the anxiety and heartbreak we feel and robs us of the right to have a bad day. So kind of like what we said before, it there was like a sense of guilt about doing nothing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-mm. There were days where like I was wearing the same sweatshirt for like five days. I mean, even now, like the fact like, though, that the world like reopened and then like closed down again pretty much it's like the other night like we just watched like five pixar movies on the couch and like that was great yeah i was 
it's okay to do that though like Mm -hmm. we don't always have to be like on that grind yeah like and we can we can feel like we can slow down like we don't have to always be like hustling and just doing stuff just to do stuff just because we feel like we should be doing stuff or like comparing ourselves to other people that are doing things Mm -hmm. and the final point for this section is that sunlight is the best disinfectant at first i thought like yeah, like, the sun, like, kills germs and stuff, but basically what this quote means is that, like, when you bring things into the light, it, like, the sun will kind of, like, open everything up and, like, open conversation and, like, open it up to the world, and so I feel like that is, like, a really good sentiment is that you can't really just, like, burrow things down and hide it away forever. You don't need to talk about everything all the time to everybody in your life, but I think it is important to bring it out every once in a while. Yeah, because you don't want that explosion. Nope. Not a cute look. Okay, so our next topic, we're talking about ways to avoid it, but we split this into two sections. So we're talking about ways to avoid toxic positivity on yourself and then also on others. So we'll we'll be talking about yourself first. So the first point we have is changing the way you talk and respond to yourself. So I think that's just like, giving yourself sort of the benefit of the doubt and not always being your worst critic. Mm -hmm. And just not being so hard on yourself. Like, I don't know. It's just like, give yourself the space. Like, and kind of, we talked about it in last week's episode about kind of like talking about, like talking to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, Meg, you look so ugly. Like your life is falling apart. Like you're being such a baby for like talking about like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I wouldn't say that to Meg. Like, but I would probably say that to myself, you know? Yeah, no, you have to just sort of be gentle, especially if your mental health yeah. is in shambles. <laughs> in you, shambles. You don't want to make it worse mm-hmm. on yourself. The next point that we have is to show yourself some, some compassion, which kind of goes off the last one. Be nice to yourself. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some space. And don't expect yourself to be happy all the time. Tell the truth and be authentic. And I think this is huge. I think we don't do this enough. There's like this culture of saying you're fine when you're not Mm -hmm. and like putting a smile on when you feel like you want to die inside. Like fake it till you make it. Exactly. And I think when you're not living authentically, it, it's like really unfulfilling and it doesn't, it like takes away your humanity. Mm -hmm. I feel like I think you see a lot of that, like transgender people when they don't, when they're not living as their desired or when they're not being identified as their desired person, it really strips away their just like motivation and like just any like ability to relate to people. And I think being authentic is also like part of being human. And like, it's something that's individual to each person. Yeah. Especially if you like expect yourself to rationally and like across the board, feel all these emotions. Like how are you supposed to do that? If you're not being like authentic with yourself and like how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Next point that we have is that understand that as part of being human, the complex thoughts and emotions are what like drives us as people. Yeah, again, like we said this like earlier, but it that's what makes you human. That's what separates us from animals. And like, it's just, it's not a bad thing to feel these things. It's, it's, it's what's gotten us this far. It's what made us evolve and it's going to make us keep evolving. Mm-hmm. This is like advice that my grandma would say to me. So, like, if you were having a hard time, like, she would say, okay, give yourself a certain amount of time to be upset about it and then, like, try and do something else. So, I think that's a good thing to do because 
she was like, if you, if you need to scream into your pillow for 20 minutes, do that. If you want to cry for an hour, do that. And that's a way to deal with your emotions without stifling them. And you can just like after that, do something productive. If you listen to our self-confidence episode, that one, like we talked about how doing something productive makes you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that is like a really healthy way of like dealing with things where you can let it out, but also do something for yourself and make yourself feel better. Yeah. Like I'll allow myself to be sad and watch like my favorite show on Netflix. But then after the 48 minutes is over, however long it goes on, I get up, make my bed, clean my room, take a shower even. That will make you feel good about yourself, but isn't allowing you to like suppress your emotions. And finally, we're going to go into the ways to avoid it for others. So one really important thing is to acknowledge the pain that someone is feeling, ask what they need, and then maybe do a beneficial activity together. So for example, like if Meg was upset, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, stop crying. Like I'm going to say, I know like I can see you're upset. And like Meg said, she's not really the person that likes to talk about things that much. So I'm going to say, what do you need? And she's just going to say that she doesn't want to talk about it, which is fine. And then I'll be like, okay, then maybe if you want, we can go for a walk or we can clean the apartment or something like that. Like, I don't think everything needs to be talked about if the person isn't comfortable, but it's also important to not like just let them like sit in their sadness alone. Yeah. I think something that like I've sort of picked up along the way is that when someone comes to me and like opens up to me, something that you can say to them is that your feelings are valid. So like, I think sometimes just hearing that can help because like when people say that to me, I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy. I'm not Mm -hmm. like, you know, being absolutely ridiculous right now like it it kind of just justifies what you're feeling and especially because we love the external validation hearing someone else say that your feelings are valid it makes me feel more valid exude a positive attitude and interact in a caring way so there's a way to like be positive without being toxically positive Mm -hmm. like I think you can ask that person that's coming to you if they want your advice, I think that's really important instead yeah. of just Giving like shoving yeah. advice in their faces. So I think that's really important. Just ask them if they want your advice and then maybe just say like what you would do in the situation instead of offering like a happy, like rainbow version of it. Just tell it like it is, mm-hmm. but like in a nicer way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Next point we have is a don't like to not shame yourself or anyone for feeling frightened or overwhelmed, which I think is like the number one thing. Everybody's scared right now. And even in outside of COVID times, I don't think it's important. Like I don't think it's a good idea to ever shame anybody for how they feel. People's emotions are so like intimate and personal that it's not really any of your business to tell them how to feel. And so I think it's really important to focus on yourself. And if they need your help, you can ask if they need it. But I don't, I think it's just, I don't think it's a good look to shame anybody for how they feel or like make them feel embarrassed, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And then the last one, like we kind of talked about this a little bit, but like I think to avoid toxic positivity sometimes it's a good thing not to look on social media because if you're in a negative headspace and you're having a really bad day, you're comparing your worst day to someone's best day. Yeah. And that can make you feel even worse. Like I've done that where like, I've looked at people that are like where I want to be or where I aspire to be. And like, I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm stuck. Like I'm not like where I'm not where I want to be. And that makes you feel even worse about your situation. So 
I think it's like if if you're feeling like jealous or you're comparing yourself to other people, it's okay to mute them or unfollow them and or just like delete Instagram or whatever social media platform you're using just so that like you can deal with things that are right in front of you instead of dealing with abstract things like social media. But on the other hand, opening up about tough subjects on social media can help others. So I think that's something that like we like strive to do with this podcast is talking about the good and the bad. And I think by like talking about bad things, like I opened up about my sexual assault and like just stuff like that, it helps me heal, helps Aaron heal. And I think it can help some of you heal just by listening and identifying with what we're saying. But I really think that this episode turned out really well. Yeah. I think if you guys have any ways that even we can improve from the state that we're at now when it comes to toxic positivity, definitely slide into our DMs at Love You Mean a Podcast because we would really like to know. And I'm going to be making an infographic about how to like change your language and what to say when people come to you with things so that you don't make the situation worse. Yeah, and then you can share on your story with your friends and then they can know how you want them to approach you. But just keep talking just keep talking about toxic positivity. It's like a really important thing that we need to address as a society because I think it's something that's really hampering us down and like making mental health even worse. It's okay to feel things and like you shouldn't have to feel positive all the time. Like you, there can be a balance. For sure. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Also, if you guys didn't know, we have a link in the description box of every single episode where you can donate monthly to the podcast. You can donate even just a dollar a month if you'd like. I don't even think it's a dollar. It's 99 cents. (laughs) But if you guys would like to support the podcast where all the money goes back to making the podcast better through different audio and editing software, we would really appreciate it. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Podcast because we love interacting with you guys but and give us a review on apple Podcasts. we'd love to know how we can make the show better and we'd like to know what we're doing well yeah just stay safe everyone stay healthy stay happy and we'll talk to you next week love you mean it love you mean it